I really don't like looking at other people's scores before I score. I mean, sometimes you can't, but I, I really don't like doing that because I feel like it's a it, it's a way for it to affect me. Like, um, oh Jesus Christ, it's got a forty-seven meta score. Okay, so it's not just you. Uh, we are recording, by the way. You, you okay? Because I just you know screw it. We're gonna do this. Yeah. Boom. Episode. Let's go. Um, yep. Intermission. Yeah, sorry everybody. Uh, Matt's a traveling man, and <laughs> he's a traveling fool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that'll give me more time to figure out what the hell to do in night trap. Um, yeah, so I figured let's do an intermission because uh, I mean, my, my review should be going up in the next couple of days. So if you want to read it, but um, I want to talk about Decay of Logos, and I really don't want to take most of the. N4G podcast, and because like I wouldn't have done this if we were doing a uh, actual Phoenix Down episode, but because we're doing an intermission, I figured, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so, Decay of Logos uh, was a game that I didn't really ask for a review code for, but um, I mentioned to Ken like this looks pretty cool because if you look at it, it looks like Breath of the Wild meets Dark Souls. Okay. Um, you know I. I realize that's a weird thing to say, but it's very clear that it's not Breath of the Wild um, in terms of gameplay. Like, it's not it's not Zelda. It kind of makes that clear. But um, even when you watch the video, the way the enemies move, uh, there's a sense of purpose to everything that they kind of do in the video. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't hate Dark Souls. Um, and... That's the thing, like, Dark Souls is a love-hate relationship because I should love it more than I do. Um, But the issue with Decay of Logos is not that it's like Dark Souls, where it's difficult and I just don't really want to pour the time into it. Decay of Logos is a game where I go, I don't think any amount of time is going to make this game fair. Uh, Let's start off with, I, I guess, the... The basic thing. I have no idea what the plot is. Um, people need to realize that, like, being cryptic in video games is not a benefit to you at all in terms of a developer. Um, I am totally the person that says I don't need to see the alien in the movie. You know, um, I think the I really love the movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Maybe that makes me weird. Whatever. That movie is fantastic right until the point where they show what the alien looks like. And I went, should have just not shown it. Like, my imagination fills in the holes better. And Dark Souls does a very good job of that, of just giving you enough breadcrumbs to figure out a plot, but never giving you everything in a nice package where if something doesn't hold up to the rest of everything else... uh, it becomes like the weak point in the story. Remnant does that pretty well. Uh, they, um, it, it's, it's a lot like dark souls in that. It's very minimal in its storytelling. There are cutscenes, So there are like people walking around talking and stuff like that. And you do get cutscenes after like certain boss fights and stuff. But, um, it's just so weird. Like you just like, I don't know what this world is. It's so strange. And part of it is like just, exploring to figure out what happened, you know? 
Yeah, so Decay of Logos... Uh, let, let's start off, I suppose, like when I were actually talking about the game and not the story of the game, because I, I straight up in my review say I have no idea what the story's about, and I don't. Um, I probably put about four to five hours into this game, and um, I wrote my review, and that'll irritate some people, and probably the developers, I don't know. Um, but I'm not going to fight with a game, especially when we are in the busiest time, uh, that has made it self very annoying to experience. Um, so I received a PC code for review, and uh, the game doesn't run on Windows 7. I, I can't comprehend why because it's not a direct X issue because if it, so if it was it, the, the differences that I know about the operating systems is minimal I'm not a genius in computers but um, direct X 12 I think is exclusive I think that's the number one of the direct X's is exclusive to Windows 10 but the game wouldn't start up and run as smoothly as it does and then crash at a cutscene if that was the issue so, or, or at least not to my knowledge, I, normally if a game doesn't run, it's very clear that it's gonna ha- you're going to have a bad time. Um, so I did the mature thing and said, like, that's not fair for me to... Like, I could have played it port like using my weaker laptop, but I wasn't going to do that to a game, so I bought it on uh, PlayStation. Um, and I, the game doesn't look as pretty, it doesn't run as smooth, but that's fine. Like, my PC... You know, optimization. I get it. It's not. It wasn't the end of the world. Um, it, the game starts you off and throw. It, obviously, a village is being burned, and uh, the main character she grabs a sword and it thrusts you into combat. And I figured out how to swing a sword, but you're supposed to get past the guy, and they give you a sword, and I assume you have to fight him. Um, but it doesn't tell you how to swing a sword. This is this is literally the f- opening seconds of the game. Um, in comparison, Dark Souls 1 and 3, because I never played 2, I watched someone play 2, and I don't remember the tutorial section, they very clearly set you up to not be in a losing stance from the beginning. And the reason why I keep going back to Dark Souls is because this game clearly takes inspiration from it. And I know it's annoying to compare stuff to Dark Souls, but it really did shift the paradigm in a lot of games like this. Yeah. Um, This is not me going, oh, it's like Dark Souls. No, it takes elements of Dark Souls and runs with them, but it trips and falls over its own shoelaces. Um, So Dark Souls is always very clear. I'm like, here's how you swing a sword. Here's how you roll. These are important things. We set you up for success, and then you sink or swim as soon as you're done the tutorial area. I think that's a fair way of... Like, everybody seems to misunderstand Dark Souls is not necessarily difficult. It's punishing. And there's a difference, because difficult implies that it's just hard. And it is. But um, it's punishing for the reason that if you don't be smart about how you play most of the time, it is going to kill you. Yeah. And there are a few times where it's very unfair. Um, like, a guy jumps out of a, like, a closet or whatever and kills you. But the thing is, is you learn from that. He's gonna be there again. Don't do that again. Like, be smart about it. 
and you can pick up your stuff. Um, this game doesn't tell you anything. This, this game literally starts you off with a sword and says fight, and that's it. Um, so nothing pops up with like words saying nope anything nothing uh you get a quote from plato i think helpful i know um the screen is black the quote from plato shows up and then it thrusts you in now (coughs) excuse me if you sit there maybe it does but i'm not gonna sit there when a guy is coming towards me with a sword it seems like a bad idea so um i fight him because and it, it's the same as the Dark Souls. Like, you got a light attack on your R1, heavy attack on your R2. Um, so I kill him in two hits. I run across the bridge, and a cutscene starts up, and this is where the game crashed on PC. And then I I'm venture actually into the world, which isn't as pretty as it looks in video. Like, it, it's not pretty to explore. Like, the forest starts to all look like a forest. Like... For a game that's also sort of, in my opinion, t- clearly taken some inspiration from uh, Breath of the Wild as well, um, that game is very pretty, but it also changes its look. Like, the mountains in one area will look different than the mountains in another area, but yes, there is a large mountain range that will all look the same. Um, this game, like I realize, is not a big open world, but the forest looks so samey. That the only reason why I knew it was different was because, like, oh, clearly this is a different area because I've only moved forward. Um, I think this game's fairly linear. Um, it was for the portion that I played. But uh, there's little totems, like, the I guess, the chalk on the floor um, that will give you uh, hints. It tells you how to attack after your first encounter. Like, what are you doing? Like, that is poor design. And the reason why I feel like it's fair to talk about it on Phoenix is because this is the year of the bad game. And guess what? I don't think this game's very good. And I'm not the only one. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so wh- why I can't comprehend why you'd give the instructions afterwards. Because... And this is a consistent issue, is they'd give you instructions, and I'd be like, but I've already passed that, or this is absolutely useless. Hey, sometimes you're going to have to venture in dark areas. I'd assume so. What, you I going to just stay up above ground all the time? Like, it's... They give you... Yeah, I'm really just kind of looking at my review and going, yep, that's the thing I need to bring up. Um... They give you a steed. That's that's the thing that you see a lot. Um, you can ride this steed. I, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I think it's like this. It's like this giant goat th- uh, goat thing. I don't even know what it is. Or um, um, oh god, what are the uh, antelope or something? It's it's big. It's this big deer horse thing. And I'm like, okay, so I at least got a, a ride and. I jump on it, and I can only ride it for a couple seconds, and then it bucks me off because it's stressed. Alright. So, <coughs> I'm like, maybe I have to break it in. Uh, I kept doing that, like jumping on, jumping off, feeding it a thing to lower this bar of stress, and nothing. It's impossible to steer, and I'm faster on foot. So, I don't know why that's even there, because clearly... 
maybe later, maybe later it comes into play. But then why give it to me at the outset? But um, my God, and, and you're picking up these berry things, and every time you pick one up, um, feed it to your companion to lower their stress every single time. It'll pop up text every single time for that, but it won't tell me how to attack. It uh, won't tell me what the blue arrow next to my... Uh, that's pointing up, by the way. Because if it was pointing down, I'd assume my stats are decreased. But it's a blue arrow pointing up, and it's next to my health and stamina. What does that mean? No fucking clue. I can't find anything to say... That, like, nowhere does it say anything about that. So... I guess I'm just kind of left out in the cold. Um, you level up. I don't know if I get to increase my stats manually, but I sure didn't find a menu for that. Um, there's totems that you can pray at, and then there's... But they don't heal your health, and they don't revive enemies. They're just kind of save points. Then there are campsites, and if you sleep at the camp, you heal... And you regain the stats that apparently did just decrease over time because this game has to be more unfun than it already is. Um, but you can get ambushed at night. Um, so don't die there. Uh, man, I this is a game... The thing should be said about the games we've played for Phoenix Down. Um, whether they were bad or mediocre, I never felt it was like things the developer intentionally did that made the game bad. Does that, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, I get it. Um, I don't think any of those games were made to... Like, there was a never a... Like, even Mindjack, which is the last one we did, I don't think the developer was setting out to make a game that played poorly. Like, all the mechanics-wise of it was, like, fine. It was just the monotony of the situation. Like, I felt it was more of a mistake that they made consistently. Hmm. Like, so here's a, here's a, here's, so I mentioned going underground. We go under, I go underground in Decay of Logos, and, uh, I need a torch. So I pick a, like, you just walk over to the, um, torch on the wall, the, um, sconce, and, like, I light my torch. And I can only use a one-handed weapon. I learned that very quickly. If I have a two-handed weapon, she won't use the weapon and the torch at the same time. That makes sense. Cool. All right. Makes me have to change up my playstyle because I've been using a great sword to uh, attack. Um, there's an enemy that stunlocks you. I mentioned that on the last uh, ZTGD or uh, N4G podcast. Um, it's annoying, and I don't like those enemies. And Stunlocking enemies that can a basic stunlocking enemy so early into the game sucks, especially when it can just break your armor and then kill you because of how much damage it does over time, and there's really no way around it um, because it's a linear tunnel. Um, that's annoying and that's bad design, but I can skip that. The thing I can't skip is that I fight them, I take damage, I beat them though, I beat three of them, I need health. So I, I'm like, I'm going to use a potion, which, by the way, I can only carry five potions. Not five health potions, five potions. That's it. So if I have an anti-poison potion, that's one of my potion slots. Why? 
Because fuck you, that's why. I, I, I can't... I, I don't know what idea they got the inventory from, but I'll come back to that. I'm like, I'm going to use a potion. I go to use a potion, she puts the torch away to use the potion. So now, I'm in the cave. It's pitch black. I can't find my way out. So I'm going to be like, well, it's pitch black. Mike, I legitimately can't see anything except for the uh, the the HUD. So I'm going to try to um, use, like, just following the walls. Run until I, I think I hit a wall and basically try to follow it out. Because eventually I'm like, I have to find my way out of here. I fell down a hole, died. That means I decreased my stats more. Like, and I'm already have my armor broken because of the stun locking enemies. So now I'm at a bigger disadvantage because the game decided to put the torch away when I pulled out a potion. Why would you design that? It she doesn't need two hands to use the potion. Hmm. Like, it, it's like why would that be the dis- so? Not only are you giving me shitty enemies that can break my armor, which by the way are random drops from enemies. Um. And with no way of repairing them at this point in time, because there's no currency either. Um, unlike Dark Souls, when you die, you don't lose anything other than stats. Like, you die, like, your stats decrease, I think they decrease over time, but uh, your stats definitely decrease every time you die, like, by a significant margin. Um, and you have to rest to bring them back up. I'm like, that's okay, Except stun-locking enemies break my armor, and now I'm at a huge disadvantage. And, like, moving forward is going to be near impossible. That means I have to move back, but it's a linear path, so I'm retracing my steps. And then I'm going to have to come through the same crap again, so it's just going to be just as difficult as before. Um, my inventory space that I brought up. I can carry two weapons, helmet, uh, chest plate, greaves, and gauntlets. I have one extra slot, and it can either be ar- an extra piece of armor or an extra weapon. That's it. That's my whole inventory. What are they going for here? I have just being annoying as annoying as possible. So the thing I should note is that this game, and I, I praise it in, in my review, has some interesting use of weapons. The rapier works differently. I think it, they called it the, the needle. It, it works differently than my standard short sword because it should. I stab with it. It's a different attacking pattern. Sure. It changes up the way. I, the, like every the axes that I had work differently than the swords, um, whether they were a great axe or like a like two-handed axe or a uh, one-handed axe. Um, the uh, oh god, they, they, I had gauntlets too at one point that I could use, but uh, I, I felt like the range on them was going to be too, like I was going to be in too much danger if by using them. But the gauntlet, she throws punches. It was like, wow, there's a lot to the weapons in this game. But you, the reality is, is like, you can't really um, experiment with them because you don't have an inventory to keep them. I don't understand that. So I got a bow, like a um, uh, a bow and arrow, because I've been collecting arrows. And I'm like, so obviously there's a bow. And I'm like, this is going to make my life a lot easier fighting the stun-locking enemies, because 
Now I can stand back and shoot arrows at them. The arrows do barely any damage. Firing the bow seems to be bad. Like, I, I don't know what's off about it. Um, Is there a lock-on mechanic in this game? Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, it, it doesn't seem to work very well. It does no damage, so it's pointless. And again, the bow takes up one of my weapon slots. So, there is a lock-on mechanic, Drew. Thank you for bringing that up. Sure. Lock-on mechanic, it's fine sometimes, uh, and other times it's a pain in the ass. So, it, it's the standard lock-on mechanic. You lock on, the enemy stays in the middle of your um, your uh, view. Um, I had some issues with it, like where the camera wasn't keeping them centered. But that doesn't help me when hmm. I'm trying to lock on. Uh, the big enemies, though. The, 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 the boss characters, the ones that I got achievements for beating, which, by the way, were the exact same big guy with an axe. You can actually see him if you look up photos of Decay of Logos. Um, if you see a big guy towering over uh, the main character with an axe, which actually it's the first screenshot on Steam, you fight him twice in like the first five hours. Uh, same sort of enemy. Um I see the bees. I see Not the bees. The bees. I see the turnip monster. I see the wood people. I mean, I, I ran into a whole six and whole six different enemies, and I realized that you know, um, Dark Souls keeps the enemies to a minimum. It's like a whole bunch of undead guys for a long time. Anyways, but the bosses are always different. Yeah, the bosses are always different. Not in this game. These guys were both guarding gates. Um, and, and fighting them, I guess, is okay, except that, like, the enemy has a really shitty attack where he'll just stomp on the ground when you're near him, so you, you get hurt and you kind of fall to the ground. Well, there's no way to dodge that. So, anyways. Oh, boy. I, I'm locked onto the big guy, and I'm between his legs, um, which sounds worse than it is. Um, attacking him. Um, don't worry, I'm about to get fucked, so it's it's an accurate statement. Um, I'm attacking him, and anytime you go in between his legs, the um, the lock on breaks. Okay. Helpful. Helpful. Um, so now I have to relock onto him. Like it's just like this is something that we've had done right since the N64. You know, yeah. like this is something that's not. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We we, and I realize you can't just copy code. I get that, but this is something people have figured out. And like, again, these guys are the people that made this are not untalented. So I don't know why this game is as bad as it is. Um, who is this made by again? Uh, I know who it's published by. I don't. I just had it up on. Team too. Um, it's published by Rising Star, um, who's got a decent track record. I think they're the ones that publish all of, um, uh, oh god, uh, the SteamWorld games physically. Okay, sure. This is by Amplify Creations. This seems to be their only game on Steam. I don't know if they've done anything else. Um, I would venture to guess no. Yeah, they only seem... Founded in 2011, 
Um, they do a lot of shaders and Unity stuff, but they ha- they only have Decay of Logos as their only game. So they've been um, doing a lot of, uh, which is weird because like this game is not. I don't think does a good job of showing any of the stuff that they seem to be known for. Like, they're talking about Bloom. I wouldn't say this game has, like, great Bloom or motion blur or anything like that, which is bizarre. Um, anyways, um, I don't remember where I was. This game is... this. I called this game the Dark Souls of having fun um, because goddamn difficult. Uh, the... Um, sorry, I'm just scrolling through my review because I know people don't always read and I really want people to avoid buying this game. I realize it's only $20. I get it. But those $20 can be spent elsewhere. Um, you could take those $20 and add $10 to it and get Man of Medan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... Which sounds like a much better game. Trust me, I reviewed it. Even even if you even if you don't like that type of game, right? The, 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 the Man of Medan type of game. Get some friends over. It's a better time. This game is very difficult to enjoy, which is never a good thing. I'd never want to be um, having a hard time enjoying a game. Uh, I know I was critical of Gree. I know I was critical of uh, Sea of Solitude. I I still gave those games a 7. And I, while I, I kind of wonder if I did the right thing with those, I still stand by that statement because I'm unsure. Um I, I've looked at my open critic. I am usually like four points above um, other reviewers. Mm. I'm assuming that's on a scale of 100. Um, but I am I, more positive than most people about video games. Um, this is a game that tried my patience too much. Again, having my torch go out in the dark, this is the stupidest thing I've ever had in a video game where I just, I actually sat there and stared at the screen and went, you have to be fucking kidding me. All right. This game also, um, true thing is how you beat Dark Souls. Sure. (laughs) Um, what's one of the hardest mechanics to pull off in that game? In Dark Souls? Yeah. The parry. You wouldn't say the getting the jump just right. Well, yeah, the jumping stuff, but it's rarely used in Dark Souls. Rarely used, right? And that's you're right. The parry is the hardest. Which there is parrying in this game, and I didn't even bother trying because fuck it, I could just circle straight for most enemies. But like, parry only works when like I'm not going to get stunned if I don't if I don't miss. Right? If I just take a hit, it's easier than getting stunned. And now I'm standing there waiting for my next hit to happen, and then I die. Um, yeah, so Dark Souls has a weird jumping mechanic, which they fixed in later games because they actually added a button for it or the option to have a button for it. Um, you had to run, and then I think you had to click in the right stick again or something like that. Uh, gosh, I can't even remember. The first, the first game had a really janky jump system, but when you pulled it off, you could get to places, like you could revisit the opening area, um, which was totally optional. Um, it had another boss. Uh, there's sometimes, uh, like extra souls or uh, items you could get. Yeah. So it was a risk reward. I don't think there was ever a time in the first Dark Souls where you really need to jump. (laughs) I'd finish it some, but I don't recall any point, especially not in the intro section. Let's 
make that obvious too. Like that game is very welcoming to newcomers, even though it doesn't seem like it. They don't make you do any of the advanced mechanics early on. Um, this game has a jump button, which is fine. The problem with this game is that you can jump. She'll make the um, sort of like landing motion as if she's landed on solid ground. And you can see that, like, eh, I'm probably not going to make that jump, like, mid-jump. But sometimes it doesn't look like that, and she does, and she's, like, j- like kind of just onto the platform, and she'll slide off, and then you die. Hmm. Give me the benefit of the doubt as a player, especially when you're making a difficult game. There's a reason why, like, there's a little bit of momentum in the Dark Souls jump. I believe you roll after that even because like no i think it doesn't i'm pretty sure the jump goes into a roll it may just um at least in the first one regardless like they 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 have you kind of continue momentum forward a little bit and i don't know if that's intentional or not but it does make sure that the player is on the platform giving me like throwing me down a pit because I didn't make a jump and forcing me to make that jump is bullshit and it's not like it's difficult because it's a difficult jump it's just difficult because the jumping in this game isn't fantastic hmm. um I, and and you have to do it quite a bit and but like so where I quit I had to get little lever handles because the handles in the wall are missing, and I'm going to have to pull the two down to open up a door. Um, I don't know where those are. There's no map in this game, which would be fine if the game was clearly set up so you remember the environment, but I don't. It all is just swamp. So is, is it an open world game? Dude, if it's open world, it sure didn't open up for me. It was linear with open areas. Gotcha. But when I say open areas, I mean, like, in old 3D Zelda games, how, like, the room was circular and quite big, and there's, like, a bigger area to explore inside, but really you were just confined still? Like that. Um, combat was fine. The slugs sucked. Um, the tree people were interesting because some of them used bows. Some of them were charred. Like, they still had, like, they were kind of, like, embers. And they'd attack a little bit differently, but it just made them more aggressive, really. The giants with clubs were unfun boss fights. They were just boring. Um, evil turnips that could show up at any time. The bees that just seemed to come out of nowhere. Those are fine enemies, whatever. And barrel mimics suck because you can hear them making noise. They look like another barrel. And then you attack the, if you attack them first, you win. And if they attack you first, you're going to have a bad time. Um Man, it's just like none of the none of the stuff is really fun to do, and every time like you're like, okay, well, let's get past that part. It just reminds me of like, here's why you shouldn't like this game. I can't say this game is the the worst game of the year because there's gonna be something that is worse by far in just terms of performance and programming and incompetence. I think my biggest issue with this game is it doesn't scream incompetence. Like, Mindjack 
kind of gave off the feeling of incompetence. Like, the intentions were good, but they couldn't make the game that they thought they were going to make, so it ended up just being bad. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think of the other games. Like, like Dark. This is, like, Dark. It is not a good game because the someone along the lines lost the plot. Like, what are you trying to do with this game? And the answer is... I suppose be tedious because it's not necessarily difficult. The game's tedious because like it's doing things that make this game near impossible. Like I die because you put the torch out and now I'm at a disadvantage, but I only took the, put the torch out because I need to take a potion because you have an enemy that stunlocks me who then broke my armor. And now I either have to travel back and hope to God an enemy drops armor that I kill or push forward with lowered stats and no armor. That's not a programming issue, like, in terms of, like, just incompetence. Like, what were you thinking there? What, when, when did you decide that we should not have fun? <laughs> I don't... I really don't get it. Like, how did you decide that? It's... 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 But that's the thing. Like, I don't think Mindjack and people went in and said this game's is gonna suck. Like, I don't think anybody was like, you know what? I have a perfect idea. Let's just piss off people for like eight hours with the most monotonous shooting. Uh, no one went into that game thinking that they had good intentions. They were like, let's appeal to a Western audience and get a writer. The writer wasn't good, but they tried. There was like this. It seems like they tried for bad intentions and with like Zakaia Logos it's like let's do everything possible to make this game not fun yeah and guess what you succeeded uh, this game this the sad part is this game could have been saved just a little bit like I would not have been so critical of it I would have just said it was mediocre had I had inventory space because if I could carry extra armor with me I wouldn't be in a bad position but because I can only carry the four pieces of armor and the five potions, well, guess what? I'm screwed. Oh, also, I sank into um, some, like, some, I think they called it quicksand, but it was mud. It didn't tell me about that until I got past the swamp. Wow. Helpful. Wow, I'm so glad I walked through the boggy area, and you're like, yo, watch out for the the areas that are, like, quicksand no shit really like thanks for telling me this captain hindsight literally it's the cat i wish they'd just done captain hindsight from south park well this game is this game could quite possibly be oh listen we played a lot of bad games this year um is it the worst game to come out in 2019 i don't I mean, that's really always an unfair statement. Like, I, I assume we just missed it, but there has to be a game that came out that is um, the equivalent of uh, Gene Rain. <laughs> right? Like, I, I have to assume there's something worse. I mean, I'm sure there is. I mean, you can look on Steam and find something worse than this, yeah. probably. What I will say is, this is the game that... Um, hmm. How do I phrase that? This is the game that should know better 
like it is the game like I, I don't think like again, it doesn't say incompetence to me. None of this is like this game sucks outright because I would have just not played it. It's a pretty simple statement. Like, I wouldn't have bought it again if, like, the first section broke down. I would have just been like, I'm not playing this. Okay. So so what you're saying is, in a more simpler way, is that it would be easy for somebody to see this on Steam and look at the screenshots and say, hey, let me give that a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a... Because the art style looks game. okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I never... When I say it looks like Breath of the Wild, it's stylized in a way that I feel is to hide, I don't want to say um, lack of skill, but just to to make it easier for the developers to develop the game they wanted, right? Um, if this game was pushing a little bit more uh, graphical limitations of, of like the PS4, I would go, ah, you know what, they, they really put a lot of effort into the graphics, but... When you take into account of like what they did with the gameplay, I, I question if it was just throwing something together. Like this is easy. I mean, how hard is it? Like they used to do this in Final Fantasy. How hard is it to like throw a hat on the other giant that I fought yeah. and make him look a little bit more different? Like you know, changes color. So it wasn't like, maybe his color was changed, but it wasn't changed enough for me to go, oh, it's a different one. And you know what, you know what the most, you know what the most insulting thing is? The enemy that stunlocks you is a slug. (laughs) It's this sluggy, muddy mess that crawls out of the mud and slowly crawls towards you and then so you see the stun lock coming from a mile away. Oh, God. And you're like, I can take this. And then it jumps. And you're like, you son of a bitch. And then, because it's jumped, even when you're like, I know I can get around it, you try. And it still somehow motherfucks you. It can it can turn on a dime, but it can only move forward slowly or in a huge jump. <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. This game is just... You know what the worst part is? I wrote my review. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I was too harsh. And the more I sat there thinking about it, I'm like, I really fucking hate this game. <laughs> Which is never the way you want to... Like, that's when you know like a game has sat with you the wrong way. Is you're like, it's behind me now. And you still go, I fucking hate you. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say this is the the biggest lie in terms of like <laughs> games this year. This game looks good. It's not. <laughs> well, there you go. Save your $20. Save your 20 bucks. I'm trying to think what the worst game I've reviewed this year. I mean, we can, we I mean, can, I guess we, we can always go back and look. I honestly haven't reviewed that much this year because, well, um, I've married now. The game seems to be the worst game you seem to have reviewed is the, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Wow, really? Yeah, that's the lowest I'm, score I've given this year. Yep. Ooh, man. Oh no, sorry. MX MX versus ATV All Out Anniversary Edition. Uh, that was, uh, every 5. time I 5. review one of those, it happens that way. Yeah, f- five point five. 
Sorry, I was incorrect. And I think Jump Force was the same. Yeah, Jump Force, you gave it a 6.5. So it's the same as uh, Youngblood. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wolf- I mean, this... Man, Wolfenstein was... That's another one. Should have known better. It, man, it's what happened? Ha- it's not hard to mess up Wolfenstein, but man, they somehow, like, didn't... They decided, we're just going to call it Wolfenstein, but it's not really a Wolfenstein game. Oh, is that this year? What? Oh, oh boy! I I thought I thought this was going to be the worst game I reviewed this year, but I've reviewed two games that were worse. Oh no! You're right. You know what? This game isn't the biggest lie. Uh, Generation Zero. Ooh. Oh boy, that game was bad. I got that game for free because Ken had an extra copy, and I have yet to boot it up. Oh, oh! Guess what we're doing. Taking one of those weeks of uh, November. So we're gonna we're gonna do one week of Gene Rain and then one week of <laughs> Dude, we we should. Because you're gonna be like what talk about a game that's So in the complete opposite, I guess, direction of making stuff that's like bad, how about we just don't make anything? Generation Zero. <laughs> like, mm. I'm like, okay, I'll be running through the forest and there'll be robots. No, there won't. O- okay. Well, there should be a bunch of robots when you get ten. There's like three. What? What am I? What am I doing? There's there's nothing to really shoot, and when there is, who cares? It's easy. Ah, oh, god, that game. That game is a lot of. You're free to feel bored. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I fucking god damn that was bad. And I I kind of wish I in hindsight I wish I'd given um oh man I wish I'd given Left Alive a worse review. I can't even remember Left Alive. What's Left Alive? That's the one that has the Metal Gear graphics. Oh right. I called it Metal Gear Flaccid. <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes you just you do it you just you just entertain yourself with the little lines. Oh, the same issue, too. This game immediately throws the first playable character into an area where you're shot by sh- soldiers coming to look th- for his crash site. Not a slight timed arrival to give players some experience with the controls. They immediately start firing upon the character, even on the lowest difficulty setting. If for some reason a player has the nerve to turn around and fire back, they are quickly greeted with the, the fact that shooting is terrible and does it next to no damage to enemies. Great. And I just wrote, price I'd pay. Do not entertain the thought of buying this. <laughs> Uh, yep, that's the, uh, I've gotten the, I've gotten, uh, this looks promising. It's not. Games of the Year. Woo. So I took up, I've decided, like, you know what? I know we were talking about it beforehand, but let's, let's look up Decay of uh, Logos, Legos, whatever. Legos, because I want to think of better things. Um, on Open Critic. Okay. It's got a, uh, weak Open Critic rating. The top critic average is 40. 15% 15% of critics recommend. That's by... And by saying recommend, that's their blue color, which I believe is a meh. IGN. Um, <laughs> IGN. <laughs> IGN took the words out of my mouth. 4.6 out of 10. Decay of Logos is an adventure game that tests your patience more than your gaming skills. I'd love to know 
God is a geek. I don't know what website that is, but uh, Decay of Logos has an interesting story of a quest for revenge with some interesting supporting characters, but is massively let down with the various amount of bugs that hampers progress. No, 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 no. And can cause major amounts of frustration. No, 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 no. The game causes the frustration. The bugs have not... The bugs... <laughs> wow, okay. I won't go that far, but I've also played um, Gene Rain. PlayStation Universe. Decay of Logos is the worst game I've ever played. Ooh, man. It's filled with poor design decisions and mechanics that don't challenge the player and instead decide to punish them for no reason at all. He's not wrong. The game actively tries to make your experience worse. A bad and jarring camera, no meaningful connection to the world or characters, frame rate issues, pointless mechanics. Just save yourself $20 and don't buy this game. I... Double down on that. And obviously the people at Push Square are taking PCP because they gave it a 7 out of 10. Absolute joy to get lost in. No. It's not going to hold your hand or give you any direction, lady. God. And it expects you to indulge your curiosity by exploring hidden pathways and seeking out the land's dark secrets. So, something I didn't cover is they do give you lore. Um, to some extent, by you walk up to these sticks that are glowing, and then it gives you some some text to read. Um, I know I praised Control for doing that. Um, that's because Control at least ignited a spark of curiosity that they pay off with. Um, Decay of Logos doesn't do that. The, the way it starts off, it doesn't inspire me to look into what's going on or about the world. I will say that they do reward you for going off the path quite a bit, and I appreciate that. Um, solving some minor puzzles, they give you things, and you know what? Like, okay, that shows me that you can do world, de- excuse me, world design. But you know, it's not fun to be in because your gameplay sucks. Well, I can't help you there. Um. Yeah, so this isn't the worst game I've played all year, but it feels like those other two games were years beforehand. Mm. Shows you how good this year has been for video games, I suppose, when I've been... It feels much more accessible than the Souls series. No. No. Absolute lie. Absolute lie. Take some time... Listen, if you're like, I want a game that's like Dark Souls, but, I don't know, easier. Okay. Um, Remnant. Remnant. I, I, I'll even I'll even I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think it's the greatest game ever. But if you're like, but I don't have other people to play with. Um. Oh God, what is it called? Um. Oh, it's got the terrible name, and I apologize for not remembering it off. The, it's another third-person shooter. Um. That is Dark Souls, like that literally a, a Dark Souls ripoff. Um, the one you uh, reviewed. Um. Yes. But I'm I'm looking through my reviews list. Um, oh God, this is the problem with that game is it has a really bad generic name. Mm-hmm. Uh, something chaos or immortal unchained. Immortal unchained. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's a it's still a punishing game. But if you if you if you take it bit by bit, you will not die in that game because of the ranged combat. You move a little bit forward, and if you have to take a run back and shoot through the guys again, 
who cares? It, it's time. It's not. It's not uh, anything lost. And if you do die, you can go and pick up your stuff again. Um, God. This game is just so so fucking bad. Fuck Kale logos. There we have a intermission that's really to the year of the bad game. Don't play this. Um, I will say, uh, unrelated. Uh, there's a game I picked up because the developer posted on and I'll probably talk about this on um, Sunday, called Singled Out. It's a uh, it, I don't know. It, it's it's it was like a yeah, it's a dollar seventy one in Canadian, so I'm assuming it's like ninety nine cents in on Steam. Okay. And it's a very simple game where it gives you um it gives you a timer and basically the timer is just your points that you're gonna build up. Um I mean if it drops you lose. But the idea is that it's a quick fire identification game. Um, it's it was a game jam game, and what it is is uh, it gives you like three features, and then are the, all these cartoon faces. And the idea is that based on the features it shows you, you have to shoot the right face. Okay. Um, there are all these little alien creatures. It's very like a, it's like a WarioWare game, but like. Oh, like fleshed out to a full game like it's just round by round and it gets more and more difficult because it starts adding more faces um, and like it'll start giving you like different fate like different faces on the screen will have some of the same features so you're now trying to like figure out which one is which and they're moving around so you're like oh god like stay in one place and it's panic inducing because you're watching the orange bar at the top scroll down and uh, I'm impressed with something like that and it, it is it intense? Um, like, or should I say, like, is it intensely programmed? Like, is there is there a lot to it? No, but it it decided to do one thing and do it well, and I appreciate that. The price is a dollar twenty. Well, you know, like it's it's inexpensive and it's quick burst. I told them to put it on mobile phones, um, but like, I realized like uh, I've been called out by Dustin um, about um, giving minute a nine because it was $10 um, and it's short. It, you can finish it in under an hour. Um, there's a lot to decay of logos for $20. I don't review games based on the amount of time. I recommend games that I think are fun. So, I think Singled Out is fun. I think um, Minute is fun. And for the money that I pay for those, um, because, I mean, I do take money into account when looking at stuff, but more importantly, I do pay for games still, so I, I know what I, how I value my money um, when it comes to buying stuff. i rather have paid more money for a shorter experience and have that shorter experience be amazing then pay twenty dollars get a world that get a game that's i don't know however long and have it be some of the most insufferable gameplay i've ever had i enjoyed my time with singled out which is a very simplistic game way more than a game that should tick every box and yet somehow doesn't because it's tedious like i spent twenty dollars on this now and i also spent twenty dollars on well it's actually more than $20 in Canada, but I spent the same amount of money on Observation. And while I walked away from Observation going, what the fuck did I just play? And I use that term 
because I really do not know how to explain that game without spoiling it. It's weird. Um, but I've wanted to play that. And I walked away from that spending about the same amount of money and going, well, that was worth my time at least. Like, even if I didn't fully enjoy it, I wasn't like pushed away by it consistently. Right. So that's the thing. Like, I know that like it's sometimes irritating like to buy a game and be like, it's over. But I always try to take into account like, was my time, like, did I enjoy my time there? And the answer is, I did not enjoy my time with Decay of Logos. And whether it was shortened to an hour or extended out a thousand hours more, I wasn't going to be good at any point in time. Don't buy this game. <laughs> Just don't. No subliminal messaging today. Just don't buy this game. It's not good. Oh, there you go. <sighs> Sorry. That was just me rambling. I apologize to everybody. I just I didn't want to waste uh, N4G and waste like everybody's time. Well, do you have any questions, Drew? That I can. I, I don't care about this game. So, you as soon as I started mentioning how bad it was, you were like, "I'm up." Yeah, no. There's there's far too many good games out there for me to care about. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Spoilers for next week. I'm liking Night Trap. <laughs> I would say, well, I don't know. I mean, we can talk a little bit about it. I do want to mention that I, so you're playing the, the 28th, 5th anniversary or whatever? Yes, I'm playing the Vita version of it. Okay, I'm playing the PC version of it. The background behind Night Trap is better than the game of Night Trap. Oh, absolutely. I have been enjoying those videos. Yeah, the documentary stuff. Way more than the game itself. Um, yeah, we'll cover it next week, but the fact that this was supposed to be a VHS-based system, that's... Fascinating. Well, shit, there's so much video. So much, holy shit. Yeah, how many freaking VHS tapes would it require? No, I I just don't know how they'd make it interactive. You know what I mean? Like, there's a... I mean, there's a reason why it didn't work, but... um, Yeah. um, I can't imagine playing this original game, the original release, though, so I can't wait to hear how Matt's been feeling about it. Yeah. Because he's insane. Well... Because the original only shows you a static image of the room. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, other than that, other than having some issues with just how cryptic the game is, I'm, like, impressed with it. I, I, I definitely had the wrong idea about this game. It's just a reaction game, basically. Yeah. No. It's a it's... quick draw game, basically. Um, but um, I do have some issues of, like, having to... Um, be at places at certain times to, like, hear them change the color over. Yeah. Which I didn't have. Um, the game just arbitrarily uh, cut me off um, because I had too many people, uh, too many of the vampire things in the Augers. Augers. Um, yeah, we can save that for next week. Yeah. Uh, the, the, only, the only complaint I'll bring up now is uh, if you're playing along or 
now that you have time, if you've listened to all of me bitching for an hour. We've, we've um, had uh, two emails come in for Night Trap so far. Okay, well, if anybody else wants to join in, um, look up a fact. Uh, not even necessarily on, on just um, uh, what to do, but how to play. Because, unfortunately, this game does not have a manual digitally. Um, it does, but it just tells you to go to their website. You go to their website, and there's no <laughs> there's no instructions on how to play. Um, and while you can figure out most of it by yourself, and there is a control thing in the options, it doesn't tell you that you need to change the color of whatever. So that's irritating. Like there's there's a level again. There's a level of being cryptic and then just being an asshole and not saying something. Um, yeah. I I will say this, that theme song is early on, and I was very happy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I love 80s music. I I think that song is way better than has any right to be. I download it. You can download the song directly from their website, um, whatever it's called. Um, the yeah. website or the song? Because I'm pretty sure the song's called Night Trap. The song's called Night Trap, but I can't remember um, who did the Night Trap release. But, uh, I mean, we'll have it play at the end of the next podcast, I'm sure. Oh, yes. But, um... I already have it on my computer ready to go. Perfect. Um, who is it? Uh, Screaming Villains. Screaming Villains website. Um, if you go to the Night Trap page, which is Screaming Villains slash Night Trap, one word. Um, are they the ones that did the double switch as well? Yeah, they're doing all of them. Okay. Um... Yeah, you can just, there's the night, it says Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition Announcement Trailer, and right next to it is Night Trap theme song, and you just right-click and you can save as and get an MP3 of it. Um, yeah, Screaming Villains, they are doing Corpse Killer as well. Okay. Double Switch, uh, Night Trap, and I think that's it. Yeah. So, they're doing Corpse Killer, which will be interesting. Or it's out, I suppose. I, I know Double Switch is out. I know Double Switch is out as well. Yeah, Corpse Killer is out apparently. Uh, all right, I did not know that. Yeah, so next week I was hoping to do it this week, but yeah, life gets in the way. It happens, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. I, I'm trying to think of other things to to bring up as far as bad games go. Uh, I mean. I can't tell you what the worst game I've ever played is. Oh, you played it for this year, Sonic 06. Yeah. I'll put it this way. I made it farther in Sonic 06 than I did in Gene Rain. Oh, you know what? Gene Rain's the worst. You're right. Because at least Sonic 06 has voice acting and quality music. It has quality (laughs) music. I wouldn't go as far as to say good voice acting. Um, better than Gene Rain's. Gene Rain's voice acting is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. Recorded from the other side of the Denny's that the guy was in at the time when he got the, yeah, the job. Oh my god. As far as you can hear clinking with silverware. The, um, it reminds He's washing me. his dishes in the background. I mean, that, that, it's like, oh man. So, it always reminds me back to, um, 
uh, one of the discussions on the N4G show where um, we were talking about Resident Evil. So, you know, they were doing the HD remakes of, or not HD remakes, but HD remasters of the Resident Evil games. Yeah. Back in the day, and uh, uh, okay, so when you say you're not talking the, are you talking remake or are you talking the GameCube or? I'm talking the 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 first two games that were HD remastered were Resident Evil Two, or no, no, Resident Evil uh, Four, and Code Veronica. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I reviewed Code Veronica while Ken reviewed Resident Evil Four, and um, I remember. God, I, Mike Futter was on the show back then, and he had never played Code Veronica. And I was explaining what Code Veronica was, which was kind of like the last of the original style Resident Evils. Yeah. And um, I said, that in, including the voice acting is so bad. And uh, Ken, and then everybody was like, well, of course it is. And then Ken said, Steve, like that. And I said, <laughs> Steve is like on a whole nother level of voice acting, though. <laughs> Steve is horrible <laughs> in Code Veronica. It, He's the most annoying. Back when they're like, which one of you guys in this office speaks English? Okay, you're going to write it and then find the cheapest person you possibly can. And the answer was Canada. I'll tell you, the perfect the perfect thing for me when, when looking up like trivia for Resident <laughs> Evil... So everybody remembers the original Resident Evil, and it had the FMV cutscenes at the beginning and end of the of the game. They used the people who were in the FMV as the voice actors. I think those were the only Americans that they could actually find in Japan at the time. Yeah, that's been a known issue of like a lot of games from the time too. Um, God, House of the Dead, I think. Is I both like the only Americans and like the Japanese people that could speak English. That's the reason why the House of the Dead games have like terrible voice acting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I wasn't it. Um, maybe it was Resident Evil Two. I thought one of the Resident Evils was was like Canadian voice actors. Hmm. I'm and not- like. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, sorry, the first game is, um, people living in Japan, so you're correct on that one, and then after that they went to Canada, because the Canadian exchange rate's being cheaper than the U.S. Nice. And that, I mean, that's the reason why, um, uh, oh god, um, like Dragon Ball Z and and stuff like all those original voice acting for anime generally was Canadian, yeah. Um, because it was cheaper. Speaking of Dragon Ball Z, man, they're under fire, man. Yep. Isn't that stuff like twenty years old though? It is. Yeah. So then, I, all I can think of is <laughs> all I can think of is the new Chappelle special. Yeah. If you haven't seen that intro where he's doing his impressions, wow, that second one really hits home right now. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, I, I, man. I would, you know, as a joke, I would say Alone in the Dark is one of the worst games I've ever played. 
Oh, the dark is worthy. That's one of those built poorly, what were you fucking thinking games. Yeah, Alone in the Dark had a lot of really good ideas. But man, that game stumbled (laughs) over every single thing. Oh, man. I I still, every once in a while, if I'm bored at work or something, will turn on the Alone in the Dark Phoenix Down. And just you know what? I need to, to listen to those. Just listen to me, Matt, and Dave fall slowly into a chaos. <laughs> I I need to listen to those. I think that's what I'm going to do tonight at work. It'll probably kill my whole shift. Uh, there's only two episodes. Uh, you will have oh, to... well, then I'll kill half-ish of my shift. There you go. Um, because, um... And you have to search for, in the search bar, Alone in the Dark. Because Ken for some reason forgot to do the, either the first episode or the second episode in the archive but he did do the tags so you just have to search alone in the dark <laughs> well it should be on my podcast app okay. in the feed I, I, I would assume so I don't know um, you know I, I, I realize I'm obviously super negative I, I re- legitimately I, I can't think of too many bad games that I've I've played where I've like Really thought so. There's God. Where, who was? I think it was. I was looking at the humble store today of like what's on sale, and um, Curve Digital, which is an indie game publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing. They were. I was looking at their games, and they published um, a game. Oh God, sorry. Steam is a pain in the ass. Um, where are you? Um. Can't remember what it's called. Stranded. This developer did Stranded. I played it for 13 minutes and was like, "This is one of the worst fucking things I've ever played." He's very good at pixel art. What is it called? But it's a Stranded. It's a point and click adventure. Okay. Um, an adventure being very loosely used. Um, if you've ever played a point and click adventure, you point you click on the like side of the screen, and if the character can move into the next panel, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, they rock three quarters of the way, walk slowly, walk, and then stop regardless of where you clicked. So you have to double- click again after they've stopped moving. Jeez, there's like little to nothing to do. Um, I won't. I, I try to not talk about them. Um, more than anything, but, uh, you know, I, I don't hate the guy. Uh, Jim Sterling played the guy's second game, which is... God, I have to look it up now. I don't have it, and for good reason. Um, whew. Stranded. All reviews. Mostly negative. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, Peter Moorhead uh, has two games. Stranded and Murdered. Murder has a better... Um, Better score at mix of mixed. Uh, I suggest uh, looking up Jim Sterling playing Murder because his laughter at the end of the game makes it. He thinks it's shit. It's it's a bad game too. It, it's point and click adventures with no purpose. Uh, those that stranded was pretty bad. I mean, I only put 15, 13 minutes into it and went. My my time is worth more than whatever the fuck this is going to pay off to you. And, like, everybody's like, this is not 
good. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't see anything for the first 13 minutes of play. And I was tired of clicking, and nothing happens. And I'm like, what, what is this? If I want, Cookie Clicker has more of a, a plot than than Stranded. Yeah. Epon Marathon is bad. Epon I actually played Marathon? that. <laughs> I reviewed this. It's it's um like, do you like Takeshi's Castle, aka MXC? Sure. Right. So a game that's that would be pretty neat. Oh, right. I remember this. Yeah. Answer. It wasn't, and I played it on PC and Xbox One, just to really make sure it was a hot piece of trash. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, back when I started, I got a game uh, that I never actually reviewed called uh, Kate Must Die. Um, I just I talk about games. Just The game is hard, but unfairly hard. It's just like... What if I punished you for... Like, you die in one hit. So it's like avoiding everything, and I don't... Man, it's just... It really was like this test of patience that I'm just not willing to do. Um, I'll play a bad game. I won't play a game that is um, irritating. Yeah. You know, like, that's the reason why... When I stopped playing Mind Jack, it was because it was irritating, not because it was bad. Which it was. It yeah. was bad. It was bad, um, which made it irritating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of, like... Rock Zombie was a pretty bad game. I don't know that game at all. Explain to me what it is. I reviewed it. It is a... Somehow I made it on Xbox One, because that's where I reviewed it. It is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, which is made by characters that I think are just, like, assets that anybody can purchase so it's like you know like the unity assets um i don't know where else it's on but it was on xbox and man i really hated that game (laughs) what's the lowest score you've given that's a good question is it gene rain it may be i'd have to assume that game is masterpiece how, how do i even look that up i don't know man i think you just <sighs> i could probably go to open critic and just go from lowest yeah that's probably the easiest way to do it but you gotta think i've been reviewing games since before open critic started getting our stuff yeah, but i mean there i am okay score Let's see here. 14. Lowest game is apparently unscored. I unscored Pokemon X and Y, which is a lie. Um, but actually, the next one is Gene Rain, which I gave a 1.52. Tennis World Tour, 2.5. Oh, yeah. Man, Tennis yeah, World Tour was um... a mess. Still is. Like You can go... Um, like They still run their Twitter account. So I reviewed that game in 2018, in July of 2018. They still run their Twitter account, and they still do updates to that game. Read the freaking replies to oh. those. What is it? What, what's their Twitter account? I think it's just Tennis World Tour. Some of the replies. Tennis the At Tennis the Game. Maybe. 
We are currently experiencing some... This is July 25th. We are currently experiencing some issues with the online modes available in Tennis World Tour. We're working to resolve this as soon as possible, and we'll let you know when it's fixed. <laughs> oh, God. And the top comment is, has it ever worked? Worst game I've ever played. Nobody plays online. Plus, this mode is horrible since the beginning. Plus, updates on gameplay. No problem. Nobody plays that shit. Worst gameplay game ever. Fix it. Listen to the guys who've been paid for this game. You're all deaf, ignorant. Paid, by the way, it was spelled wrong. And will never be great with that superb attitude. I want my money back more than a year, and it's still a crap game. Uh, give me my money. I'm experiencing issues in gameplay, animations, playing double and play graphics. See, Slain, 2.5 on Slain. The original Slain was bad, yeah. Yep. Slain that's has... a weird That's a weird case of a game completely becoming better. Well, what happened? You want to hear my little excerpt that they have here? Of course I do. What do I want to hear? <laughs> yes. Slain has the looks of a classic 8 bit inspired game, but in execution, it is a mess and a half. I really think the game is not finished. While beautiful in its own right, the gameplay is not there. Add, add on some bugs, horrible sound choices, and some uninspired combat, and you have yourself a game that you will play for 30 minutes and never go back to. I don't suggest this game to anyone in its current state, and I doubt it will com- be completely fixed. Oh, wow. Um, the lowest score our website has given, according to Metacritic. It's I guarantee it's only Chimbara. <laughs> And it was Professor Chaos did that one. Terrence Johnson. Oh, Lord Almighty. Yep. I I have to ask, how 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 did you know? I've looked it up before. Okay. Yeah. And he's talked about it on the podcast before, way back in the day. This oh, is garbage. Wow. I was below the... So I was below... Wow. So if you look up the negative reviews for, for our site on uh, Metacritic... I have the last two negative reviews. <laughs> I have Generation Zero with the meta score of 50, and I gave it a 40. And uh, Left Alive, I gave a 40, and the meta score is 37. Uh, we have Anthem, Gungrave VR, Nippon Marathon, Fallout 76. Uh, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Adventure Time Pirates of the Enchiridion, which was me. Um, Naruto Toburuto. Yep, that was me. <laughs> Shikondo Soul Eater. Not me. What the fuck? I mean, Gene Rain was you. Yep. <laughs> Somehow that game got a fifty. That's a glory. What? Um, Gene Rain. Yeah. On Open Critic. No, not on Open Critic. On Metacritic. Fifteen. Oh, a fifteen. I thought you said fifty. No, no, it's got a thirty-two Metascore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Guts and Glory. Hey there. Uh, uh, Tennis World Tour. Yep. Manticore, Galaxy on Fire. Mm. I believe that was Ryan about that? Don't know. I'm going to find out. I want to say that. No, it was Jay. Oh, right. Right. Ryan had played the uh, mobile version. Um, Fear Effect Sedna, Secret of Mana, Road Rage. I think that was a John one. And it may have been Ken. Oh, it's Justin. Okay. I had that wrong. Uh, Bubsy the Woolly Strike Back, which is weird because the newest game was okay. Megaton Rainfall. Oh, wow. 
Some Kagura should just be thrown in the trash anyway. Trying to figure out what... I know our lowest one, but... Oh, Troll and I. <laughs> oh, that must be a Ken one, because I can't imagine him being able to push that off on anybody else. Oh, man. I guess so I found my Rock Zombie one. 2.5 on Rock Zombie. Even for comedic value, I would still suggest... Still not suggest the $8 price tag. While not broken, the game is boring, uninspired, and plain ugly. Offering no co-op at all means if you wanted to mystery science theater the game, you it would be a boring mess. Steer clear of Rock Zombie. It's not undead. It's just dead altogether. Wyatt did the uh, Troll and I one. Apparently Ken was able to shuffle, shuffle uh, it off. Uh, Troll and I was a miserable experience in just about every way imaginable. There are technical problems all Technical problems abound, and some parts of its design baffle. Don't play it out of curiosity. You won't enjoy it. It's a game where people... That's one of those games where people buy it just to have their their uh, full Switch collection. <laughs> Holy crap, listen to this. Rockin' Racing Off-Road DX 2.5. Oh. Even for 8 bucks, I don't recommend this title. It's buggy, annoying, frustrating, and really just not fun to play. If there is one redeeming quality I would possibly give it is that the art style, but that's about it. The mere fact that there is an achievement for playing a race with six people locally is laughable. If you want a fun arcade racing game like this, I say stick to Super Off-Road. The fact that I'm suggesting playing a NES game over a current generation game says it all. John, this is from John. The Expendables 2 video game. He gave a 20, uh, 29 critic score on um, Metacritic. As a fan of competent twin stick shooters, I found nothing at all in The Expendables 2 that would warrant me to recommend this game in any way. Boring gameplay, drab levels, and poorly uh, produced content are the headliners here. Avoid at all costs, even if you're a fan of the movies. There are better games in this vein to spend your money on, and one of them, Tomb Raider Guardian of Light, is even free at the moment if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription. There's John trying to get that PlayStation Plus <laughs> cheap ass. Oh, God. Oh, Lord Almighty. Amy, no! Amy's so bad. That was what I suggested for Oh, Halloween I can't do it, show. man. I can't do it. Amy... Watch watch the speed run of Amy. That's impressive. Um, there's the um, just a game's done fest. quick. Uh, no, the guy the guy like has it down where he's like he knows how it's quicker to. He'll only tr- rotate. He'll do a Zoolander. I think he even calls it that. He only rotates in one direction okay. because it's quicker. You pivot on the one foot faster than the other for some reason. And yeah, of course, I did four out of ten for Fallout seventy six. Never went back to it. I do like my little quip here. It says, uh, maybe they can turn this game around. Maybe they can fix the bugs, add some actual life into the world, and make it where playing with friends is more than just a co-op buddy. They did it a lot for Elder Scrolls Online. Maybe they can do it here. But I'll be the first to tell you to wait until that happens before taking these country roads home. I I like my Generation Zero one. There's only one line that I'm like... Um... It harkens back to the No Man's Sky release. Plenty of space to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> Man, I forgot about this one. For some reason, they put an M in there. Uh, many would say I suck at this game. This is Aru's Awakening. Okay, I don't know that one off the top of my head. Uh, many could say I just suck at this game, and I would agree with you. <laughs> but I know my way around a platformer, and Aru's Awakening 
has the makings of a good one bogged down with poorly implemented controls and some choice level design. Only hardcore players will get into it, and even then they will have a controller breaking thoughts while playing it. Oh man. Senra can grow a bon appetit full course. Bon Appetit will still have its followers, and while not inherently bad as far as gameplay goes, the songs used don't really do much for me, and as we all know, the visual style and content make me feel gross pretty much all of the time. And then Friday the 13th, the game. Uh-huh. Man, that game was so broken on Xbox. It was working yeah. on everything else, but the Xbox One version of that game for a month did not work I held off on my review for a month <laughs> to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah that that game just to, wait everybody they're gonna do it again do it again with a uh, fucking uh, predator game yep God. yay I don't know what happened there if that game actually worked, it would have been decent. We're not doing. Um, uh, they're not doing. We're not doing quantum theory, right? We didn't have that down. No. And so Ken, Ken gave that a thirty uh, three point five. Yeah. No, we're already playing. No, not three point five. Sorry, he. It's thirty five out of hundred. So. We're gonna. We're gonna yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And, no, three point five. Yeah. That's no, three point five out of ten, or thirty five out of hundred. Yeah. I'm sorry, just apparently math just decided to leave me. Um, We're already doing yeah. the Gears of War knockoff. That's the best of the best. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Terminator? No. Dude. Oh, no, right, 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 right. <laughs> so my brain's trying to fucking push that out all, all together. If I went and it wasn't there, like, to like, re-download and it just wasn't there, I'd go, all right. Shame. <laughs> to be honest with you, one of the worst games ever. Man, it's the first. It's the first game I ever reviewed. I have to like. I'm sorry, and I know this is ridiculous, but I have to read this because it is. I hated this game with a passion. Academia. Casher. Yeah. Acad. Demasia. I don't know how you pronounce it. So, this was in January of uh, 2011 <laughs> when I reviewed this game, and I, I want to read the whole the whole thing. It's not long. It's just my style of writing. My first review ever. Well, my first review for ZTGD. The tagline is: "Here's a better idea. Read Harry Potter." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know this is going to be, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to read it anyway. Back in the day, I was a nerd. I still am a nerd, but a very different kind of nerd. But for a time, I was an avid player of MUDs. For those of you who don't know, MUD stands for Multi-User Dungeon. <laughs> they were known for their text-based interface that was almost like an interactive story. Most of you would recognize a mud by its huge wall of text that describe what's going on in the game. You find yourself in a room, there's a broken shield and a rusty dagger on the floor. What do you wish to do? That kind of stuff. Yeah, the real nerdy role-playing. That was me. I tell you all of this in preparation. I'm reviewing a PC game called Acad- Academasia. The game is essentially a mud. 
Academasia places you in the role of a young wizard that is about to go spend a year at a wizard school learning spells, meeting new people, and going on adventures. Everything is entirely up to the player from the beginning stat placement to the background of your character to the beginning skills. The beginning of the game is very complex. You will choose over 20 different items that will affect your abilities, stats, and how other people view you. All depending on what you want, you can choose your upbringing, your previous education, and what, ac- what academy you want to go to. After that, it's time for you to head off to school. Here you can take classes, talk to people, go exploring, find adventures, and a ton of other stuff. This is all done by adding and substituting activities on a weekly calendar. There is enough time in one in one day for three activities. You can choose to skip class altogether and go exploring. Keep in mind there will usually be consequences to what you choose to do in that day, whether it be a boost in your stats, obtaining an item, or getting a unique event. There are actually quite a few things to do. Now, if you remember correctly, at the beginning of the review, I mentioned that Academia is a mud. Well, this is where I tell you that all of these things are complex and very extensive, but are unfortunately in the form of text-based design. Now, I know you can look at the screenshots and say, see things other than text. Look, there's a picture of a landscape. Oh, look, I see an avatar of a person. Yes, you see those things, uh, but this is a text-based game where everything you do from the options you choose to the descriptions of the environment around you are all text, and you have to read them, obviously. You see, there's a reason I said I'm a different kind of nerd nowadays. That's because I got out of text-based RPGs when I was 15 years old. Truth be told, the game works, but it's honestly just too boring to play. Example, I decided to hang out with my mentor instead of going to class. You know, play a little hooky. Well, some adventure we had. I read about how we walked around the school grounds and talked about the different locations and the history behind them. Then we decided to go back to the dorms after touring the campus. All in about a 15-page essay. Man, I should have gone to class. (laughs) Oh, God. So another problem with the game is that you really don't know what is going on when you choose to do something. So I was in a situation where a fight was breaking out at a local restaurant. I had the choice of A, do nothing and just stand there, and hopefully they won't notice you. B, cast a cloaking spell on yourself so that you become invisible. Or C, try to talk it out with the fighters and calm them down. Well, I am a wizard, why not try casting a spell? I chose B. Oh, the spell didn't work. You feel the rock-hard knuckles collide with your face right before hitting the ground. End of Monday. Seriously? <laughs> Jesus. This review's rough. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh... <clears throat> this is not the first review you wrote. <laughs> this is the first review you wrote for the site. For the site, yes. The, I can tell you the first review I ever wrote was for um, Silent Hill Homecoming. I don't remember which one. Oh, that's the one where it's the p- portrait of the, t- the people on the front. Right. Yes. Right. Play as the war soldier. Downfalls. The, or, uh, what is it? What's the, what's the one? What's that? Downpour. Downpour. That's the last one? That's... That's the last one. Well, I mean, if you count the the Wii one, which was Shattered Memories. That's... Downpour was still after. Was it? It's the PS3 one. I don't know. Maybe. Regardless, it, it, I, I, I'm confusing the two. I couldn't remember which one's which. Then there's Origins. and uh, I went back to the Wayback Machine and looked up some of my old reviews from EvolvedGaming.net, which was where I got my start. You I reviewed, regret doing it? No, God, no. Cool. 
No, it was, it was the way back machine. Oh no, no. Uh, my, you ought to see the Persona Four review I did. So I, I reviewed Persona Four on PS2, uh, and I added screenshots of the game. Oh no! And you let me guess, taken in a dark room off of a CRT. Yes. <laughs> using my cell phone. Yep. Actually, That's no. The old way of doing it. Actually, using my digital camera. Oh yeah, because at the time, oh god. Yeah, because at the time I was still using a Motorola Razor, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. You can go back and look at that stuff on the Wayback Machine. Just look up whenever Persona Four came out and look at EvolveGaming.net. I'm sure you can find it somewhere through some juggling. Oh man, yeah. I, I like that my first review is still one I question, but I also think that I'm right, and everybody's gonna one day come around to agree with me that a way out isn't that great. <laughs> I just, I guess it, we'll find out. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> come come November. Yeah, yeah. I I'm excited though. I'm excited to see what you think of that game. Okay. Because maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. <laughs> but, like, I'm just going to let you go. And okay. Works let for you me. figure out. But we're, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say right now, we're going to make the same decisions I made. That way you you experience it similar to the... Like, cause like we choose the different options. I I know. I I just want to set you up so you go, oh, and see if you fa- like see if you f- find the issues that I did. Because I mean, with choice, even though it all just funnels you towards the same thing, um, with the two choices that you make at different times, like it does change a bit. But we decided to go strictly with one character's decisions because mm-hmm. we thought we might go through it a second time, and then we finished it and went okay. Alright. I mean, I'm down for that, so. But, we're at an hour 30, so we'll get yeah. out of here. But, uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury. Anthony is at Intersect. And the podcast itself is at CTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, we are going to finish Night Trap next week. Well, start, finish. Start Night and Trap. finish Night Trap, because it's only a 20 minute game. 28 minute, to be exact. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, get those emails in if anybody out there is still talking or still playing along with us. I know we got two emails so far. If anybody else wants to email us, please do. It's drew at ztgd.com. But, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. Hope you guys enjoyed us talking about bad games. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, man. Just really avoid... I, I... I know it's an easy one, like, oh, maybe. Avoid. Avoid Decay of Logos. There you go. There's your... There's your uh, PSA. Yeah, PSA. for. Uh, Don't do drugs, but if you're going to do drugs, take the money you'd use yeah. to buy Decay of Logos and buy drugs. There you go. All right, that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. You guys have a great week. Until next time, I am Drew. And I am Anthony. Hey, I'm right here.
We'll catch you guys next week with the beginning and conclusion to Night Trap. Night Trap. Night Trap.